Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my lip-biting girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up, you weirdo? Not much. It's been a good week. It is October 24th, 1997, and we... Watched an episode of 90210, a very romantic episode of 90210. I feel yeah. like I feel like we should read Massive Love before <laughs> we talk about this episode of 90210. Yeah, not today. <laughs> no, because that's a thing for the regular show. Exactly. But I do love Massive Love. Yeah. I don't know. I felt almost voyeuristic watching this episode because there was so much like making out and mm-hmm. just like... A lot of them staring at each other. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the characters were being voyeuristic. Right. Staring at each other, making out, eating popcorn, <laughs> drinking champagne. It was weird. Masturbating. Oh my God, nobody was masturbating. You, you, no, you don't just know that. made it dirty. <laughs> That's what I do. Can't be romantic. Gotta be dirty. Oh, really? You don't think I'm romantic? No, I think you can be romantic. I'm saying... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what does that mean? I can be romantic. <laughs> just saying that you couldn't let the episode just be romantic. Yeah. I'm yeah. Way over there on the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> to finish that sentence. Shut up. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, tell us about this episode of 90210, Carol. So, a lot of the time is spent on Nat, which is unusual. Nathaniel. But, um, it, we start Nathaniel. out... <laughs> we start out in the peach pit, and I had completely forgotten about him getting, like, reintroduced to that lady that he used to date, Joni. Joan, yeah. But... Joni. <laughs> that's what he calls Joni her. Joni loves Natty. But, um, yeah, they were, like, happy-seeming and walking out of the back room together, and... She was adjusting her skirt. <laughs> um, I don't know. Everybody just assumed that things were good, and they're like, oh, so glad to see it's working out. But apparently they like just broke up or something. Yeah, not working out. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Everything was very like up in the air. Yep. <laughs> they asked Nat what was wrong, and he said that um, they couldn't... What re? He couldn't put his finger on it. The magic was just it, yeah. wasn't the there. Magic. You can't recreate the past. Yeah, I don't know what the director. I don't know what direction they he gave the guy that plays Nat. But uh, I, I don't know if it was like look like the mob is after you, or <laughs> look like you have a kilo of fucking heroin underneath your, the your fuck? shirt. Well, he just, he looked, he was all shifty-eyed and looking like, I don't know, I don't, you know, like, I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. Well, he see, I mean, I think he wants to be more of a private person and they keep poking around and things he doesn't want them in. I guess. But, he played it like he had a secret. Yeah. Well, he does because, like, nobody fucking understands what's going on except him. Um. But, so then Claire and Susan... Get in their head that they have to figure out, you know, what was wrong and fix it. So they go talk to... They're obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. They go talk to Joan. 
at her lamp store. Yeah. <laughs> she has a store that's dedicated to only selling lamps. But it, it looked more like a, a tent, like it was some kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, like. She's a fucking vagabond. <laughs> she goes from town to town with her million fucking lamps. Yeah. Didn't it seem more like, um, I don't know, what's that place, Gibraltar Trade Center or something? Like, Didn't it seem more like she had a stand in a place like that than an actual I guess. shop? I don't know how you make money selling lamps. Well, lamps are expensive. I, but just lamps? Why not? Just anything. If it's expensive, you make money selling it. Like, whatever. Everybody needs lamps. Prostitutes. That's, that's their philosophy. <laughs> wow. So they go talk to Joni, and she basically says the same thing. Something's just off. Can't put my finger on it. Blah, blah, blah. Dad so, can't put his finger on it, she said. <laughs> that would be a problem. Right. Um, so, yeah, then later the girls are in their own separate beds. I could have said it in such a different way, but they're making out with <laughs> their guys. And, the girls uh, are in bed together. <laughs> They're making Susan and Claire. Right. They're making out. Well, the guys are trying to make out with them, but they're just too obsessed with trying to think about Dent and Joni and how to fix their problem. Kind of. Claire's a little more easily placated. Well, Claire's a little bit hornier of a person. Yes, yeah. <laughs> She's wearing that tight white shirt. I don't remember what she was wearing, but I'm glad you do. Yeah, it was a ribbed white shirt. <laughs> what? It was an undershirt. Okay. That's what she was wearing? Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember what Susan was wearing, and it was a shimmery kind of, like, negligee kind of thing. It was was like a nightgown, but it was like a sexy-ish nightgown. Brandon had no shirt on. That's what I remember. (laughs) And Brandon was trying to, like, eat her ear, and she's just, Mm. like, not paying any attention to him at all. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny. And, but Claire was, like... She's talking about it with Steve, and she, she was like, you know, how do you keep the romance alive or whatever? And he's like, just do what I do, and he just starts kissing her. <laughs> that was fine. She was done. Yeah. She was like, okay, let's fuck. But Susan, Brandon was like going down on her. and she he was not. She grabbed him by the hair and was like, wait. <laughs> Pulls him up. Yeah. I just can't stop thinking about Nat. <laughs> So they get the idea that they should have a... Because Brandon says, we can't just grab them and shove them in the backseat of the car and force them on a double date. And she's like, wait a minute. Yes, we can. A triple date. Right. Which, yeah, whatever. So, you know, Jane, Jane, Jan, Janie? Joan. Joan. Joan's all about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we just watched it, so I'm tired. You either get I can't remember anything, or I'm tired. That's you're how just, it works. You're just listing all of uh, <laughs> every J name I can think. Johnny of. Carson's wives. <laughs> right. You ever hear that that joke? No. Johnny Carson's first wife was named uh, Joan. His second wife was Joanne. His third wife was Joanna. Because he didn't want to invest in towels. Yeah. Yeah. The man just won't spring for new towels. Right. That's what uh, That's what Bob Newhart said. Anyway, so Joni and Chachi going <laughs> out on a date. Yeah. Nat had to be coerced, and Brandon was... This was the weirdest scene <laughs> in 90210 history. It's Ian Ziering 
And I'm not even going to call them by their characters' names because they're not playing characters here. It's okay. Ian Ziering, Jason Priestley, and Nat. I can't remember Nat's. The actor that plays Nat's name. But. Hmm. Yeah, me either. What is his name? I don't know. Something Italian. Yeah, nice guy Italian. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the three of them are like... It, it, at one point in this episode, somebody mentions the Three Stooges. You know, the ab- absolute dearth of comedy that is the Three Stooges. Right. And that's what this reminded me of. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but they're all like, oh, Nat, you gotta! <laughs> you gotta help us, Nat! Yeah, well, because he's talking about, he's basically got blue balls because uh, Susan won't sleep with them. That was the impression I'm getting. Yeah. Which is stupid. Like, okay. What? No, I'm just saying, like, once they came up with a plan, like, mm-hmm. why not then have sex? But it seems like Steve got laid and Brandon didn't. That was, yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So That's he's why like, Steve wasn't that worried about it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so he agrees because, you know, he he feels sorry for Brandon and his blue balls. That's what he says. Yeah. No. You think says, there's more there? Yeah, it says, I'll take care of it. Oh, God. I don't know. I, do you, I think maybe he just needed to be convinced, I guess, or whatever. I guess. He was pretty adamantly refusing at first, though. It was weird. It didn't take that much to change his mind. This entire episode was weird. The whole thing was weird. Like, why are these young people obsessed with, like, this relationship that has nothing to do with them? Good question. And, like, why did they, I don't know, even agree to this, but they do. And so they get a limo. They take Joni out and buy her a new outfit. They get a limo. They recreate, like, their first date. Nat's wearing his bowling shirt as normal. Right. No, he's not. No, he's well, not. They're wearing, he's wearing, he's not wearing anything that super fancy. No, but it wasn't a bowling shirt. Of course, Joni looks like, I don't know, a mom on bridge night. Or, um, I don't know, I was going to say. What the fuck she are like... you pulling up? <laughs> From... There's a hair, look. It was tickling my leg. It was oh stuck to the God. chair. Okay, it was stuck to the chair. All right. You see her grabbing. Shut up! In her crotch area. She's <laughs> pulling out these super long hairs. Shut up! And who do you think you are, Demi Moore? What? There's a famous picture of Demi Moore with just a... Looks like she has alfalfa and a leg lock. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? If she can do it, so can I. Anyway. <laughs> but yours are just straight. It's from my head, you freak. I know. Okay, they don't, so stop it. <laughs> anyway. Nathaniel. Joni. They recreate their first date by going to some hot dog stand. Yeah. Then they... Tail of the dog. <laughs> Fucking gross-ass name. That is. I can't... Of all the places that are knocked down and not still standing in Los Angeles, I can't believe that place is still standing. Right. Then they go to the apartment they used to live in, except that is knocked down, so it's just this empty lot. That would be so depressing. Yeah. But they seemed really happy, and then they start making out. Yeah. And then all the kids are staring at them. (laughs) They get out of the limo, drinking champagne, and watching them make out across the street. Yeah. They start rubbing on each other and stuff. (laughs) It's really weird. Jesus. 
Brandon wasn't there for the first two things because he was setting up for the a, big yeah, finale. Yeah, it was a Steve sandwich. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there was this nightclub in some hotel that was closed down that yeah. they used to go to all the time. So it's, uh, it's, you know, Studio 55. Now, they're recreating um, 1971 yeah. stuff. Dancing Queen. And this club did Actually, look like 1971. Mm-hmm. They had like lit up palm trees and shit. Yeah. How did they do that? This place is closed down. How did they lights. get in? <sighs> yeah, lights. But I'm saying like it was all decorated. It looked like they just well, I mean, opened the door to time and there's this place that's, that's just exactly the same. But it wouldn't money. look like that. Money is how they did this. Money. Money just does magic? Yes, correct. You figured it out. <laughs> That's right. They followed the money to the magic. If I you, gotcha. If you want something done, <laughs> try money. So, yeah. So then uh, it looks like uh, Nat and Tony may be falling in love again because they're I dancing. Guess. Even Brandon got out and danced, which was really uh, voluntarily and everything. Super rare Brandon dancing. Yeah. And so they're all dancing and happy and in love. Yeah, good for them. But it was just weird and not the normal 90210 vibe. No, not at all. It was it was super weird. <laughs> Somebody was just really like either horny or lonely when they wrote this episode or both. Yeah. Horny and lonely. Lonely. <laughs> yeah. Lonely and horny. That makes more sense. Right. So then we also had Kelly got out of rehab. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't like this. Her little roommate <laughs> Yeah, this is this is going bad places. This is going um, uh, series regular places that I don't like. Right, her little roommate's like obsessed with her, and Tara. she just yeah, she keeps calling her She's all the named time after the plantation and Gone with the Wind. Right, um, and Kelly's just like, oh, it's okay. You can call as much as you want. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think that's okay or no. normal or healthy. Call me all the time. Uh, get, get, um, un, un, so what I'm looking for. I don't know. Unhealthily. Codependent? Attached to me, yes. There you yeah. Go. So, she calls her to talk about breakfast. Like, it's crazy. Like, she's finally not there, and she's like, guess what crap we had for breakfast again? Like, she knows. She was there yesterday. Same Let her enjoy hers. Had, right. But, um, then she runs away from the facility. Yeah. How old is she, and what is she doing, and where is she going? I think she's like 16. 16 or 17, something like that. I mean, I kind of think she's 18, because otherwise, why would she be with an adult? She's fucking homeless. But, no, but I'm saying she, like, in in an institution, you think they'd put a teenager with an adult? Kelly's like 19. But she's still an adult. Oh, do they have other children there? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. She's very young, yes. Yeah, she's young. So she's fucking baby's first crack addict. Yeah. You know? She calls Kelly and tells her where she is and what she's done, and Kelly goes and gets her before she uses drugs, which I guess, you know, that part's good, whatever. She's at Ozone and I don't know, some somebody else from uh breaking two electric boogaloo. What? I don't the fuck she's, you're talking she's, about. She's, yeah, yeah, no, you don't. She's near the bridge. Yeah. 
She did say that. Under the bridge where all the drugs are. That is typically where they are. Yeah. So, yeah, Kelly goes and gets her. She sits there and watches movies with them. Yay. They call the rehab. She's going back tomorrow. Whatever. They're going to watch Soap Dish <laughs> with Terry Hatcher. I have never seen that movie. She was in uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. It's a good movie. We should watch that. I know. You said you liked it, so I was like, oh, I better. It's Kevin Klein, Robert Downey Jr., Sally Field. Or is it Fields? Sally Fields or Sally Field? Mrs. Field Cookies? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. You're right. Mrs. Fields is uh, Sally's mom. Sure. So she made the cookies. (laughs) So. I don't like the idea of Tara. I don't. I don't either. I don't want her to come stay there. Oh, a, a, a pox on the house of whatever writer came up with Tara as a character. She only has a week left. They mentioned to that live. too. No, <laughs> <laughs> a week left in rehab, and um, so like, is she going to be like, "Can I come stay with you?" Of course she is. Like she's like, it's like living in a magazine, walking mm, in here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. So that happened. Um, <laughs> so that happened. Also, when Kelly was leaving rehab, this cool beans, dude. Yeah, they are cool beans. This uh, weird intern doctor guy from another episode who of ER. You know, they were talking about how cute he is and stuff. Yeah, he just shows up she's like i thought you were in pediatrics and he's like oh i had to come say goodbye so like he was rotating through and came back because he heard she's leaving yeah he's like let me help you with your bags <laughs> yeah the I doctor called right, i called him right away as soon as I, like, I was like yeah he, he likes her well yeah because but, he's doing nice things for her and he's a guy right and she's pretty so yeah he carries her bags for her and then they run into each other at blockbuster mm-hmm. and he asks her if she, they want to get a cup of coffee sometime remember our blockbuster pick of the week Yes. We used to do that. Oh, my God. Yes. We should do that again sometime. Maybe. But it, a lot of times it just came down to movies we'd already seen. That's true. We're like, oh, yeah, we talked about this movie and now it's on tape. Watch that. <laughs> right. But, well, they chose Soap Dish. So, yeah, whatever. Soap Dish is a great movie. And he chose The Three Stooges. So. he's an idiot. Yeah, he's a loser. But, yeah, this is highly inappropriate, right? Way, way inappropriate. Because, like, he said, not a doctor yet. So, I mean, I think that's probably the angle they're just trying to go for, that he's, like, an intern or whatever, so it's okay. But it's still not okay, because he was, he was treating her. Right, exactly. For drug addiction. Yeah. Like, he knows all about her. And, yeah, they're supposed to, like, you know, take some time to be single mm-hmm. when they first quit drugs. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Not, not nice. Not good. No. Not at all. I don't like any of it. And then, oh, Colin called her from jail. Well, let's explain this. Yeah. Colin's in jail because remember last episode, Colin OJ'd the police. Right. And, then, and I don't mean like cut their heads off. I mean, he ran from them. I would hope not. Yeah. And then uh, got caught and put into jail. And Valerie's like, I'll get your your bond for you or whatever, your bail bonds. Yeah, she has to go have her business appraised and all this stuff to be able to get together the money. And His bail's $100,000, so yeah. she needs to give the bail bondsman $10,000. Then the bail bondsman puts up $100,000, and they all get their money back if and when Colin shows up for his hearing. 
How does the bail bondsman make any money? Oh, he the he takes a small percentage. Okay. So of the money that he gives, he gets some of what she gives, but not all of what she gives because she gets some back. He gets that ten thousand dollars. He okay, so he keeps that. He keeps ten percent. Yes. Then he puts up he puts up the other ninety thousand dollars, and then when he shows up, he gets his money back. So Valerie's not getting that money back. She's not getting ten thousand dollars back. No, she just paid that just to get him out of jail for however long. That's ridiculous. And then, if he doesn't show up, the bail bondsman is out that other ninety thousand dollars. That's why a lot of them will track down the they call them you know bounty hunters or whatever. Mm-hmm. They'll track down the guy that jumped bail and forcibly bring him in because then they get the rest of their money. But in this case, because it's through her, he would come after her and essentially take her business. Yeah, she had her business appraised, so she has to have agreed then as that's collateral or whatever. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Wow. Colin better not fucking run. I, oh. Oh. I'm sure he will. Yeah, I'm sure he will, too. That's what they're setting it up for. So, yeah, so he called Kelly from jail, even though Valerie visited him. Valerie is getting him out. Like, and he was a real douche to her, too, about it. Like, yeah. get me out of here. Get why am out. I still here? Like, yeah. why are you an entitled jackass? Yeah, he was a piece of shit. So, yeah, he calls Kelly. He's like, hey, I miss you. I want to see you. Fuck you. And she basically hung up on him. Yeah. She was like, I can't talk to you now and hung up because she just got out of rehab. She just got out of rehab. And he's like, I'm getting out of jail. Like, and those are the, like, they definitely don't need to be around each other correct to keep clean you know that would be awful yeah that's like like lesson one of rehab don't go around colin (laughs) they put up his picture in the room (laughs) this is the man right so yeah he's looking to cheat on valerie apparently And, and then he gets out of rehab he's with her he's still being kind of a douche she says she'll get him a lawyer he's like i can't afford a lawyer she's like i'll pay for it so she's going to pay for a better lawyer for him because his public defender thinks that the best he can do is to get him a year. Yeah, by the way, uh, the lawyer's running through. He's like, well, we'll have to plead down or whatever. And she's like, well, plead guilty. Like, we have no defense. And it's like, you know, he was on fucking TV, right? <laughs> like, and the public defender's like, well, you know, we've got um, a gram of cocaine. We've got... Uh, Running from the law, resisting arrest, you know, all that stuff, right? And uh, he's like, you know, probably three years in jail. And she's like, three years? And she he goes, I could probably, you know, get it down to a year. And it's like felony quantity of cocaine. And he ran from the police. A year is a fucking, like, the best case scenario. For sure. And Colin's not rich like all these other people. Yeah, fucking Johnny Cochran's not getting you out of this, okay? Yeah. But, yeah, so she's like, fuck you, I'm going to get a better lawyer. So... F. Lee Bailey shows up and is like, uh, when you arrested Colin, did you shampoo your hair that day? What? Yes. But, <laughs> did you rinse and repeat? No. Ha ah, <laughs> ha Even though your bottle of Per Plus explicitly told you to rinse and repeat, you chose to ignore it. What else did you choose to ignore? Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Dana Carnby. Okay. Uh, 
but yeah, so he's an asshole. She's going to get him a better lawyer, apparently. He's going to fuck her over. Well, yeah, he's having a nightmare about when he was in jail. His fucking life's a nightmare. Yeah. And, um, you know, he wakes up and he's like, I, I can't do this. I can't go to prison. I won't make it. He, yeah, he has a nightmare of the other inmates taunting him. <laughs> like it's a fucking third grade sleepover or something like that. <laughs> Who's going to cry? What's the mommy? Yeah, it's no good. One of the inmates comes in and puts his hand in warm water while he's sleeping. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, there's also a really weird shot in this. I don't. We don't normally shit on the direction because it's TV, so it's like fairly standard direction, flat lighting. You know what TV's like. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's this really weird shot where she's in the bail bonds office and. The bail bondsman's basically like, ah, you better hope that he shows up. And then, like, winks and says, foreshadowing. Like, <laughs> holds up a sign that's just foreshadowing or whatever. And then, But the camera, no, that happens, obviously. But the camera uh, switches over to Valerie and just kind of, like, slowly pushes in on her for a second. But it's, it's a, like, a little bit too fast of a push yeah. to be dramatic. It was weird. It's, like, a little too short for, like, a dramatic push-in. But there's enough of it there where it's not just a clean cut. And she's got this weird look on her face and everything about it's terrible. It was like uncomfortable to watch it. How did this not make the cutting room floor? I do not know. Maybe they didn't edit this episode. (laughs) I don't know. It's like it's fine. Sight unseen. (laughs) But yeah, so she's definitely going to get screwed over. It's it sucks. Hopefully somebody will. Steve's gonna have Steve and Brandon are gonna have to run after Colin and like grab him and force him into the fucking courtroom. Right, that'd be cool. We should do that. Um, there's also a scene, the best scene in the episode, the only scene of good acting in the entire episode. When and it's always when David shows up. David shows up while she's leaving the peach pit, Valerie, mm-hmm. with their food, and he's like, "Hey." Her, he, like, leans against her door so she can't open the car door. He's like, heard, uh, heard fucking Colin made bail, huh? And they have basically have an argument. Yeah, and she's like, it's none of your business. He ends the argument by saying, just remember, when you play in the dirt, you get dirt. Or when you play with the dirt, you get dirty. <laughs> Which is kind of a funny line, but they, they... Their scene together, because they're probably the two strongest actors on the show right now. Right. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like they should have stayed together. Well, it would have been better. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, she wouldn't be on the hook for fucking Colin now. I hate Colin so much. Don't you know anything about loyalty? (laughs) You were all his friends, were they? No. I don't think any of them liked him. No, nobody liked him except her and Gally. Yeah. And then Joe got his surgery. Oh, yeah. That's very glossed over. Yeah. He says, Claire, touch my chest. (laughs) Yeah, she said, like, you could feel the pacemaker when her grandpa had one. He's like, cigarette lighter under his, uh, yeah. Back in the, (laughs) back in the 50s, my (laughs) grandpa got his his pacemaker. (laughs) It's like a little birdhouse under his uh, skin. Yeah, and they're, they're talking about how he's going to go back to playing ball next semester or season or whatever. Yeah, good for him. They've resolved that storyline. We'll see. 
Maybe he'll still die. I've got my fingers crossed. Heart explodes. <laughs> I was really set on that happening. Yeah, well, he sucks. Um, but he gets an and credit. Hmm. At the very end, it's and whatever is Joe. Yeah, well, he's not in the main, you know, section yet. Yeah, but the rest of them, it's like you know, also starring or whatever, and then it gives their names. At the very end, he gets an and as Joe. Okay. What does that mean? I don't know. It's just it seems more prestigious. Okay. Sure. You don't think so? I don't know. All right. <laughs> but that was like the whole episode, I think. That was the whole episode. <laughs> you don't have to think. That was. Awesome. So uh, you can write us at leafy1994daywell.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And share the tapes with your friends. Right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.